Hi, welcome to the Classic Car Guy podcast, where we're dressing salesmen for success. Uh, today, you got Mike and Eric with you. Uh, we're talking a little bit about holding some gross. Holding uh, commissionable gross. Holding commissionable gross and uh, kind of getting that uh, bump in between the bump there, Mike. Yeah. So, Eric, you know, we talked in the last podcast or a couple podcasts ago about, you know, doing your forecast for the year 2021 and what difference it would have made taking your last year's car count and adding an extra $100, $200 in commissions on an average. And what that could have meant to somebody on their lifestyle, their, you know, the big time earnings, whatever. Right. So today I just want to kind of talk about basically some techniques to stay there, to get that extra $100, $200 a car. And, you know, one of the ways that we close deals now is that we basically we're always dealing with terms. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you've got a desk man that when he pres- gives you the numbers to go present that the uh, he's got he's holding his last year's term for a last minute roll. But he's going to lay out a down payment. He's going to lay out probably two or three payments for you to go present to the customer. You're going to say circle the one that works best for you. And then you might get an objection where the customer comes back and says he can't afford that payment. Mm hmm. And uh, what I'm trying to do is get the, uh, these guys off discounting the car as a first resort. Now, that that is a tool you can use, but let's use that at the last, right? not at the first. So I advocate that a guy goes back and he has you go, it shows the customer the down payment it takes to get to the payment he desires. Sure. Now you're talking about coming out of the counter offer, right? Yeah, so coming back, coming customers back. Customers coming the out thing, of the yeah. counter offer. So right. we got our first pencil presented. Customer right. says, "I want to do five hundred dollars. Yeah, I want to do it with a thousand dollars down." You're yeah. going to go back in and show him how he well, can. You go so. present him, you know, nine hundred and eighty-five dollars a month. Right. And of course, he objects. He right. Can, he can only afford nine hundred and eighty dollars a month. <laughs> 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 but the uh, it comes down. You go back to the desk, and then rather than just working that backing into the deal Mm -hmm. just one time go back and show the customer the down payment it takes to get him the payment he wants right then you go back to the customer you say good news i can do that payment however i need another xyz down sure to get your payment there now the psychology of this is, is customers understand that down payment is a direct correlate or direct relationship to the payment if he doesn't have the down payment he rolls easier on the payment bump. Right. So at least one time, go back there and just show them the yeah. down payment to take. You might save 10, 15, or even 20 bucks. I could be, you know, anywhere from 500 to $1,000 $1, more right. on your deal. And right. so, so to paint this picture really quickly before you go on, I want to help the, the reader, especially the, the, the guy that's listening right now. What we're talking about is, is that you're taking your structure of the payment and you're throwing the down payment out there to where he can achieve that $500 to make it the customer's fault that he can't get there because right. he doesn't have the 500 That's the, the psychology. That's the psychology. All right. Keep going, Mike. Yeah. And so now when you go back in the payment and everything else, still, sometimes you're going to bump into the fact that the guy's going to say, I don't have that down payment and still object to the higher payment. Sure. And we have closes that we can do to kind of like make an argument that maybe he can afford it. Okay. Uh, one of them is, you know, if a guy buys a new car, he's going to have probably gas mileage savings. Mm-hmm. If you aren't showing that to the customer, you may be leaving money on the table. 
But I say even same model cars, it seems to be from year to year, improving what? Two, maybe three miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. If a guy's driving 15, 20,000 miles a year, that could be some money that we could apply from his car budget to his actual monthly payment. Right. Then you have a close, Eric, that I, I that I learned it in the car business, but I remember I was, uh, it was in the seven, late 70s and I joined a health club. You know, and the uh, the health club was kind of rich, you know, and the uh, and of course, I wasn't really committed to being, you know, Adonis. Right. So the uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there bitching about the payment and the guy comes back and he says, Mike, uh, do you drink a Coke? I said, well, yeah. How many Cokes you drink a day? And I said, well, probably have a couple of Cokes. Well, if you give up Coke, you can afford this gym membership. And what he did was basically reduce the payment to the absurd. Mm-hmm. So take the payment that's a monthly installment, break it down to week and day. Then find some habit, you know, I'm not even going to mention smoking, but right. the, uh, you know, that you can give up to, in order to be healthy and join this club and, and, and rally in this new lifestyle. And they, uh, I remember talking to the guy, I said, wait, is, this is the reduce it to the absurd clothes. Where the hell did you learn that? And he started laughing. Right. You know, and they, uh, and I joined the gym, by the way. He yeah. got me. Of course. And they, uh, it's yeah. easy to sell a sale. Yeah. So. And, and I think I went twice and it probably cost me, you know, $600. So it was $300 a visit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but the, uh, that is a close that I think works. And then you had one that I just thought was funnier than hell. But when you do, when you get down justifying the payment, uh, let's say the gas mileage close and you're still 20, 10 bucks a month short, mm-hmm. you missed it. Right. Where you went into the customer and you said, Mr. Customer, if your boss cut your pay by $10 a month, would you quit? Yeah. Well, well, hell no, I wouldn't quit. Well, then give me your okay right here. Right. And they had to kind of make up that difference that you missed on the gas mileage. Right. So it's one of those things that I, it's, this is a thinking individual job and there's an argument to make. And there is value in these new cars that you can present to the customer in order to justify why he maybe he can afford it. Especially when you're coming down into, like you were talking about the last 10, 15, 20, or even 40 bucks, you know, the way that you articulate that, Mike, is basically whether they're going to see it or not. You got to show them that they can afford it. Our job is to show them they can't afford it if they wanted it, you know what I mean? And so their job is to tell you they can't. Well, you know, but even if they can't, uh, my job is to to find that out. I mean, so I go in there and I present it. I may still have to go back and take take it down, the payment down and discount the car, but it doesn't have to be my first pencil. Make that the last one. Make that the very last one. Yeah. And they uh, sit there and try to hold, you know, making money at this doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, you got to sit there and have some skill sets. Another close that I really liked, Eric, and this is a Jackie Cooper close. And I paid, I think, $6,000 for Jackie Cooper's VHS, VHS tapes back in the 80s, early wow. 80s. Could you imagine what he could charge now? Well, yeah. Well, I still got the tapes and I can't find a VHS player. But the, uh, and the uh, uh-huh. but anyway, he's on Google. Uh, uh-huh. Not on Google, on uh, YouTube. YouTube. You can YouTube. go find some of his stuff. But he had this time value of money close. Now, it's not an easy close, Mm-mm. but it was a great close. But basically, the, the principle behind the close was if the customer comes in today and trades his car in, he may not have to make or probably doesn't have to make his next car payment, which may still fall in the same month. Right. So you've got X, you know, what is it, $350, $400, $500 that he's not going to have to pay this month in a car payment. Then you take the payment on the new car and you put it off for 45 days. And now he may not have to make a payment in the next month. Right. 
and you take those two dollar amounts and you ask to apply it to the down payment or take it and divide it by whatever to get to show him where he's going to save that money and apply he can apply it to the car payment so it's called the time value of money. Great right. clothes. And I, I don't advise anybody to go out and just pop this off. Right. Uh, when we did this, I showed that tape every morning in the sales meeting. And then we role played it for probably a week. Right. Before we took it live on the floor. Especially because you're going to have two different types of customers that can receive that exact same clothes. You know, yeah, the right. guy that's looking for the down payment when you're fighting that guy that doesn't have the down payment, down payment, down payment on the clothes. You're going to present that as with me putting the two down the two monthly payments off. You're not going to have a first payment for forty five or sixty or ninety days. And let's say Can I use that money? Yeah. as a down payment. And let's know? say that's worth a grand, right? You know, or uh, maybe you know that guy's got the down payment. He and he can make that affordable payment. Now you're going to say, well, listen, sir, that that eight hundred dollars that you're going to say, if you break that down over the next fifty four months, you're going to have yeah. that extra money each month well, that you, you can apply towards yeah, that. And you, know, you so get that customer. He's just posturing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, right. you, you mentioned earlier, he's just posturing. But by the right. time you show him the third close, he right. just surrenders. <laughs> okay, goddammit. Hopefully he's got to yeah. go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the size yeah, of Yeah, right. maybe we need to do a VHS so, tape on the bathroom clothes. Yeah, that's why we that's why we start pumping water and coffee in them at the beginning, yeah, of, the that's cl- right. at the beginning yeah. of the meet and greet. Yeah, so. They'd hold them out. You can't go yet. You can't go yet. Until we get to the clothes <laughs> all i need is you're okay then you can go to the bathroom so it's the bathroom clothes yeah. right so but the big thing about this eric in my mind is it's the mindset mm-hmm. that you know a lot of times people think they have to accommodate that price right right away yeah and you know yeah you may have to accommodate the price but you don't have to do it first right you know so i would think it when we did it at my store we always hit the down payment twice mm-hmm By the time I asked the guy for the down payment twice and he did not have it, he rolled much easier on the payment. Absolutely. Now, and I'm still in terms. I'm not discounting the car. I'm not over allowing for his used car. Now, yes, I may have to back into the deal later, but I'm making more than I would have otherwise. Right. You know, and Eric, it's not like, you know, they're marked up 20%. You know, I mean, you know, if a guy paid list price for every car, you know, the dealer's probably still going to get it. What is five and a half on front end. Mm -hmm. And that's after he has to wait for a receivable. Right. Um, So, I mean, it's not like, you know, this is uh, thievery or cheating. Yeah. Most of it's taken out on a rebate anyway. Most of your discounting now is done to that. That's all there is. Right. You know, the dealer can't afford to do that. Well, even on the higher end cars, Mike, you know, that guy that's buying that luxury car with all the leather and everything. I mean, me and you both used to look up at the customer and basically say, was there something about the vehicle you disagreed with? And, right. you know, the takeaway, the, yeah. you know, the luxury from the guy. And he usually will roll that. Oh, I'm not giving up my leather for 20 bucks, you know? And, <laughs> and it was that, and it was that easy site. You know, that's you that's another close. Yeah. yeah start a, backing off some options yeah, and, and figure out what he could save if he drops down in a model. Yeah. Great news is I do have some other yeah. vehicles out here that has less features. Is there anything yeah. on here you disagreed with that maybe right. can save us some money to get you closer right. to your payment? Now, Eric, you know? we got to mention this. I mean, the precursor yeah. to this is the car has to be sold. Absolutely. And you better have control. Yeah. Well, you that's know? what we do as salespeople. We go out, we create that mental owner. Right. So it gives us the confidence to be able to speak to them and show them how they can buy this, yeah. you know? Well, when I say the car has got to be sold, I'm talking about that. I mean, the, the car has to be sold to the point where the value as perceived by the customer is a penny more than the price. Right. And the, uh, so if you come in and do this and his perceived value of the car is not that price, he's going to negotiate or say no. Right. So that outside work has to be done first and done right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, I had just one really quickly. I know that we're talking about a little closes for the bumps here and, 
And, you know, you get that budget customer. And I know I used to deal with those guys all the time. And they were just budget, budget, budget. And then you had the the husband and wife budget, 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 you know, kicking it back and forth. And, you know, they were pinching pennies back and forth. And I always got down to about $1,000. We were about $1,000 away from putting the deal. That last 20 bucks, last $18. And I always took that budget customer and I said, you know, let me just hypothetically ask you a question. You know, if I was to give you that $1,000 in cash with $20 bills, I said, but I had a couple of restrictions to it. Would you agree to it? Well, what's the restrictions, Eric? And I'd say, one, do you have a cookie jar at home? Yes. You'd have to take this $1,000 in cash and $20 bills, and you have to take this home and put it in your cookie jar. Okay, I could do that. Now, listen, the other thing is, is you can't take any money out of that cookie jar. You can't take that money out. Unless there's a month where you can't make that extra $20 a month in a payment. Then and only then for that month, you have to go in there and you can pull a $20 bill out of that cookie jar and put it in there. And I would ask him, how much of the $1,000 would be in that cookie jar at the end of the year? And I never heard one customer say anything other than a full $1,000. Well, you know, Eric. Slide the the paper over. The way we closed. You know, uh, if you get the right guy, he's going to take this as, you know, a gladiator event. Of course. uh, Of course. So it becomes this challenge. But you get these guys that take it as a challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you're, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks away. And I used to say, hey, man, why don't you just come by the store every month and I'll give you 15 bucks. Right. And see how long you're how long you going to come by. Right. You know? Right. And the uh, and that just made the point, made them roll over mm-hmm. quit being silly. Yeah. But the uh, a lot of times it's just a, it's just a game. You know? So, I mean, I've had I've had my favorite customer, I think, was probably the guy that owed had negative equity of three or four thousand uh dollars and he wanted to make six more months of payments on his car and then try then, you know, to try to reduce that uh principal balance. And I'm like, I would simply look at him and say, Listen, sir, out of that five hundred dollars a month you're paying, how much do you think is going towards principal and how much you think is going towards interest? And he always say half. And I was like, So you're telling me over the next six months you're gonna pay this thing down twelve hundred bucks? I said, How many miles do you think you're gonna put on your car the next six months? He's like, I don't know, probably 10, 15. I was like, how much do you think your car is going to depreciate in the next six months, putting another 10, 15,000 miles on it? How much maintenance? And they were like, oh, I was like, you'd probably, it'd probably cost you more money to wait six months than it would right now, sir. All I need is you're okay. Yeah. You know, and just showing that when we talk about, you know, the time value of money or the perception of money, and sometimes it's cheaper right now. We don't know what the interest rates are going to be in six months. We don't know, you know, if the terms of this is going to be different. The cost of cars could go up in six months. There's so many different factors that we can articulate our argument as to why this is the best, the time, best time to right buy. Does now. that make sense? Today's the day. Now's the time. Absolutely. The and so, you know, at the beginning of every new year, uh, our new car, uh, car model year, it was a better time to lease then than it would as yeah. the year goes on. And I'd always tell the sales guys, you know, listen, man, this if if you're fighting payment, throw this guy on a lease and show him how much he could save right now versus what he could lease this thing six months from now, you know? And so... Uh, the, the, the argument would be when you're dealing with your customer, you know, you're going to identify where he's at. Is it a payment issue or is it the down payment issue? And that's where you're going to go on what clothes and how you articulate this. Yeah. So, well, and Eric, if a, you know, a guy may never even have to go that far. Mm-hmm. So let's say the desk sets the deal up and they hold the last year of term. They don't show it to the customer. You go back, you ask for the down payment to get his payment there, and he can only come up with a partial of what the extra down payment you're asking for. So it affects the payment, I don't know, whatever. And you go back to the desk now with this basically signed offer, and the manager can roll six months into it, roll a year into it and get him. Yeah. 
Um, I think that a, a lot of times when they show them the very maximum term on the get-go, you know, and they turn around and lay out the payments, you just boxed yourself into the discount. Mm-hmm. You got no choice. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, what, I know it may not be true today, Eric, but in the day, if I, I never asked a customer what they wanted to pay a month at the yeah. counseling session, you know, when they came in and they're starting the process, Me neither. you know, if, if a guy can afford $500 a month, he's going to tell you three fifty, Right. And, you know, and once you put that turd on the table, man, you got a deal. Yeah. So I never asked him and I just like shocking him out of it before they, uh, before on the first pencil. Yeah. Well, you, I didn't even, you know, you, everybody uses the $20 rule based on that guy comes in and he says he's trying to get a $500 car payment. You know, I never even showed him anything more than $23,000, Yeah. you know, and some guys will go out and show a guy $30,000 car for a $500 car payment. Yeah. I'm like, you've discounted the car before you even presented it. You right. know, you've, you've got to go long terms, maybe with good credit to even get close to that 500. You've showed him too much car, you know? And so that can be a problem, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but you know what? All said and done. Yeah. It's all said and done. You're inside, you're sitting down, you go to the desk, you come back, you lay out the numbers for the customer. He objects to the payment, go back and ask or show him the down payment it takes to get the payment he wants. Just one time. I like it. So are you going to do the down payment to get to the payment without the payment to get to it with the down? Uh, yeah, no, just that if he, if he wants to cut the thing 500 or 50 bucks a month, you know, you go back and show him what? Uh, 2,500 more down. Mr. Customer, good news. I can get you the payment you want, but it takes another $2,500 down to get you there. I like it. Now, all I need, you're okay right here. Well, I can't do $2,500. I understand. That's a lot of money. And quite frankly, I'd have a hard time affording that myself. If you can't do that, what can can you do? Yeah. How close to that? Can and he says, yeah. I can do X. And then you come back and you say, can you be at all flexible on that if I needed to put your deal together mm-hmm. and take that money and then go back to the desk? Okay. Then you save you still may have to discount the car, but now you're down to last resort and you got it all before you have to go work this discount. And I just wonder how many times we're leaving money on the table. You know, they say that they say that psychology between the first pencil and the counter offer, if you use small things like up to no more than, you know, when the guy says, I can't do the 985 a month. Hey, sir, I understand this is based on short term financing. I'm just trying to save you some money. How close to that 985 can you get to? I can do 400 up to 500, no more than 550. Can you be flexible on that 550 if we need to, to put your deal together today? Just a little. And so they say that if you use those small little things, psychology wise, the customer can be bumped about a hundred to $150. If you put that in cash terms a month, well, yeah, on that first pencil between the pe- first pencil and the counter offer, you can get that customer to bump if he use small little terms like that. Yeah. And it's it's the psychology they say is is that if I ask you like you were talking about earlier, when I ask you what your monthly budget is and your monthly budget is 500, you're not going to tell me that out of the gate. No. You're going to tell me 350. So if I come right back and you say 350 and I say uh, up to 500, no more than, oh crap, now they're going to hit their top end of 550 right. and they don't even realize that they're doing it. Right. It's just because they own the car, they're taking ownership of it, they know what their budget is. And so deep down, that's the last number that's in there. Yeah. And that's what happens. And so I always, I always tell guys, you know, they say, well, up to and, and no, uh, and no more than. 
I said, that could save you 150 bucks. You know, in real yeah. money terms, that's $7,500 in well, cash I don't that like you're you, saving, man. When I, when I role play that in the class yeah. and, and I say up to, you know, the, the guys normally give me 50 bucks. Right. You know, no, what is that? 2,500 bucks that I can add to the finance balance on this deal, which may go to gross. It may just put it together. Right. But at least it's more than we had. Absolutely. And the uh, trying to get the thing bought, get the thing out of the bank. So right, for sure. Right. Yeah. That's why I say there's small little things that we can do, you know, to get us that extra bump. And it's all about timing when we use it, you know, yeah. from the first pencil, uh, from the counter offer pencil, like you're talking about, you know, we get that counter offer, we take it back up there and they present that. And then now they show them, Hey, I can't get to there. This is what it's going to take to get to your 500 bucks. You need $5,500 down. Now you guys are fighting something different. So yeah. You know, and Eric, if a guy is serious about bumping his W2 next year for mm-hmm. 2021, that he's going to make 20, 25, 30, 40 grand more than he made in 2020. Right. He's going to have to have some of these skill sets. Right. Uh, you can't go out and do the exact same thing you did in 2020, not improve, because usually it goes backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have some of these skill sets. And how many times do you take out and you present the numbers to a customer and they object? Out of 10 car deals, let's say I'm going to make up numbers, seven of them object. Okay. And you go back and you can hold gross on half of those. So three and a half of those deals, you can make 200 bucks, 300 bucks more in commissionable gross than you would have otherwise, right. than you would have last year. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that effect? Is that going to have on your annual pay? It's going to be big. And I bet as you do this and your confidence grows, your skill set will improve. Right. Uh, you, can, you can turn into a very bold Eric Stoltz. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. But, I mean, you think about, I mean, just like what you said, Mike, I mean, realistically, if every person would sit there and look at themselves and say, you know what, I have the confidence to do this. And all I'm going to ask myself to do is whenever the customer says, that's all I can do, fight for just $20 more. Uh, $20 more. And or or if fight they for just, what time? Just fight for anything. Yeah, just, just what time? Fight what for time? that one time. And yeah, if yeah. they only give you half of that 20 bucks and you did that 10 times a month, adding that extra $500 to every deal, I mean, how, how much could that be on your yeah. percentages? What you get paid, your commission rates, where right. you're at. I mean- that could take you from, you know, one income bracket to the next income bracket, just asking for a simple $20 a month more when yeah. they're at their final payment. Just getting them to bump that last 20 bucks yeah. could make a difference for you, you know, where you might have, you know, just uh, you can have extra vacations, you know, whatever your plans are, whatever your yeah. goals are, you can set up a side, uh, just a side pay on all of that money that you bump for those customers, you know. For, well, you know, if a guy enjoys psychology, you yeah. know, the uh, there's a skill set to this, I think, that is it's fun. Right. And the, uh, you know, if the car is sold and it's set up right, it, the clothes is a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, you know, there's ways, when, I mean, in the old days, we used to lean in pretty hard on them. And then when we read their body, language when they were tightened up we'd lean back you know and then make them laugh have a cigarette with them you know it was like breaking bread back then and then after you got them relaxed you'd lean back in again and they uh, didn't tell you read that they were pushing too hard and then you'd lean back out and sometimes eric i had to lean in four or five different times to get a customer sold right and usually you know it was sweat off the brow and they just surrendered but the <laughs> i'm not sure it was a skill set well you had green light red light and the uh but it was just uh it was just a fun thing to do i enjoyed it I, in yeah. fact uh, i enjoyed the closes i will tell you my my 
my first time when I started, I had one sales guy and one manager take, you know, noticing me that thought I had some talent to do this. And I remember the sales guy that took note of me. He goes, listen, man, I'm not going to teach you how to go out and do all that other stuff. You go bring me your customers and I'll show you how to close. And uh, I really was like, well, why wouldn't you teach me this other stuff? But after I learned how to do this, close was my favorite Eric part. Barr, yeah. I was, that was that was me. So, yeah. and the, uh, but uh, Eric, my my the thing I hated the most. Uh, you're in there. You're working with a customer. You gave him the show. Everything else. He's excited as hell. You sold him a car. And it's all done. He's taking delivery. And he says, "Man, thanks, Mike. You saved me five hundred bucks from the guy down the street." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did, did, did I tell you about rust proofing? It's a thousand dollars." Yeah, I hated that. We got to go get old discount. I hated here. that. Oh, shoot. So, but guys, uh, yeah, just go out and get this done. Pick up the skill set, uh, you know, and just hold price until last. At least one time, just ask the guy for the extra down payment it takes to get the payment he wants. All right. And guys, listen, next week on the Classic Car Guy Show, we're going to talk a little bit about what a, uh, the difference between a cash car and a used car. We're getting ready to roll into the tax time here. And so I just kind of want to share with you guys a little bit about the difference between an actual cash car and then an actual used car. There is a difference in how we sell it, how we approach the customer. So hopefully you tune in next week on our next podcast. Uh, I'm Eric and Mike. We appreciate yep. you. Make your comments. Help us uh, help you guys bring us some ideas on what we can talk about to bring you guys to the next Next level. All right, you guys, go out today, meet somebody new, have some fun, and sell something.